we all know about the state of media in this country the high cost of running a tv channel and sensationalism has deteriorated the quality of the news which we consume through these news channels when i talk about sensationalism i mainly think about those 9 pm barkings and debates where 20 people come to talk but end up shouting at each other there are very few people who are working so hard to provide us right information and facts today i talk to someone who belong to that group but does things quite differently he's a political satirist Let's talk to Akash Banerjee, the founder and the host of the Deshbhakt, India's biggest satire platform. I guess like me, you have a lot of doubts about what is political satire and all. Without wasting any time, let's start the conversation. With that said, welcome to Reinvent. It's so good to talk to you for two reasons. One, as someone who I watch and follow regularly and two, as a fellow Stephanian. It is really good to talk to you. <laughs> My pleasure. So uh, my first question is routine common question that why did you you know quit your job was that you know i mean are you losing that sense of uh, you know belonging there or or do you want to some start something always on your own or something well uh, as far as losing the sense of belonging absolutely not even even though radio mirch is one of the best places one of the best media companies that you could be pro- possibly be working with in india but even then having said that there is no loss of uh, sense of belonging um no actually i didn't set out to have my own uh, gig i have always been a worker i worked uh, in the media industry for close to what more than 15 years uh and i would have carried on but i discovered that i have stopped growing and i wanted to do political satire and there is no media house in india that would allow you to do political satire and therefore i set up what i have set up so the intention was never to set up anything or quit a job the intention really after 10 15 years of doing entertainment and doing journalism was that i wanted to do political satire since nobody gave me the platform i had to make one myself right since we i mean before we go into why satire and all i mean i saw your headline today i mean news debates and all like news interviews you were so serious right so from a serious guy to you know satirist was a transformation easy or or do you always have that funny side in you no actually to be very honest the journalist side is much much more heavier than the funny side to be very honest now i am not funny but i am very sarcastic at least that was always there people who have known me my my ex girlfriends would tell you that also very very <laughs> sarcastic so so i have always uh, had that tinge of uh, satire and sarcasm for sure um what happened is i think when i went into radio mirchi after 10 years of journalism and journalism makes you very very serious very very morose but what happened is when i went back to radio mirchi i i used to be a radio jock a long time ago and i went back in a managerial capacity i interacted with so many young jocks i interacted with such a lot of positive energy and in radio you can't officially do news right you have to swing your way through you have to you know hint your way through and that's where my love for i think satire really bloomed when news matches uh, humor that is what satire is when you are talking facts you're docking data but you're uh, wrapping it up in fun and humor and self deprecation i think so radio and news television got married and therefore <laughs> i landed up doing satire right uh, 
I mean, to get clarity for the audience and for myself also, does what Hasan Minhaj does is political satire? Can we so say that? So I've I've had I've spent a lot of time in the last two years since being a political satirist trying to explain to people what is political satire. So people say, oh, cha cha cha, stand up karte ho na. So I'm like, no, stand up <laughs> is stand up comedy, uh, and I do political satire. Then they're saying, what is the difference? Oh, Cyrus jo karta hai. I said, no, that is also <laughs> political comedy, but not. political satire so the difference is between a political comedy a comedy skit that cyrus does or a a, a stand up comic as the scene has exploded in india in the last two years is that comedy will make you laugh maybe it'll send a subtle message what satire does is lace it with data with facts and there is always a deeper point a much more serious point that a satirist is making while he may be self deprecating while he may be sarcastic so satire is a different genre than stand up comic or stand up skits uh, and what hasan minaj does is political satire what john oliver does is satire what stephen colbert does is satire so these are the people who i look up to in terms of inspiration stand up comic is a different universe altogether right i mean uh, so why did you choose satire did you feel that that is a better form of critique i mean which national mainstream media is failing to do did you feel that there is a need for that i i honestly tell you that you can't choose satire uh, i i i really think that this is something that has to be inborn within you uh, journalism right. you can learn i don't think that you can choose satire i think satire chooses you when you have that ability uh, to make fun of an otherwise completely morose situation a lot of it that we are in right now when you are able to respect data and facts when you are able to punch up and not down when you are able to be self deprecation deprecative in nature and you have a thick skin only then will you be able to do political satire so i really don't think i chose it i think it was something that just came so well and thankfully it came to me that i discovered a f- finally after so many years i mean i used to think journalism is my calling but i never got the sense of satisfaction while being a journalist i think i finally found my calling after 15 years of doing media when i landed up doing political satire right i mean while doing satire while saying things in funny way right i mean as a per- as people we have personal bias right i mean yeah. how do you you know not let your personal bias in your commentary because the output shouldn't be you know should be like shouldn't be like a personal bias coming out right it should be by facts and by available evidence right so i uh, you know the, i i get a i get this question a lot like you know you think you are god you think you are not biased of course you are ha 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 i'm like of course i'm biased i mean uh, i mean anybody who says that they are not biased is is lying so i actually a lot of times i make a make it a point to tell my audiences here is what i am biased for or against i am biased against hate and bigotry sabse pehle i am biased against hate politics and bigotry in people then i am biased against nepotism and favoritism in politics then i am biased against politicians who do u turns politicians who don't keep their promises politicians who do a shoddy job being politicians so my biases are very very clearly uh, written out 
बट दे से अरे बट ये तो डॉच कर रहे हो किस पार्टी से हो सो वेन दे लुक एट माई वर्क देन दे रियलाइज सो फॉर एग्जाम्पल बींग लेफ्टिस्ट सो लॉट ऑफ टाइम्स लेफ्टिस्ट and then i have to tell them that you know the only time arnab goswami in my career in times now which was about 4 5 4 1/2 years the only time when arnab goswami screamed at me was uh, when i went up to his room in the initial months and i said i don't want to cover the beat you have given me and he looked up shocked and he said why don't you i said i don't agree with the philosophy of the left i cannot cover this party and he gave the screaming of his life and then i challenge people to show me one uh, tweet that i have done in 10 years and my twitter timeline is about 10 years long now and then they realize yaar isne to left ke bare mein kabhi kuch bola hi nahi acha so today in today's day and age nomenclature and being called names is part of the game if you ask questions to the government you are a leftist now if you ask questions you are an urban naxal if you ask questions then you have to right. go to pakistan one has to grow beyond these labels that's all yeah and i mean since you brought that up and we know that everyone has their own narrative in their minds and they conveniently choose news which fits their narrative right, right? in right. this case i mean do you think political satire is a better option than independent media because these days a hatred towards independent media is also been increasing right on the wire or news landry or whatever whatever so who told you that a hatred towards political satire isn't increasing <laughs> so so um any so the problem with political satire unfortunately is and if you look at political satire anywhere in the world uh in today's democracy the problem with political satire is that political satire is supposed is the the very the construct of political satire is that it mocks people in power right i mean it used to be for journalism also at one point of time in india these days of course journalism means questioning the opposition but look at any political satirist worth any salt in any part of the globe they will be making fun of people in power that is the basic construct of political satire unfortunately in today's india that we live in if you make fun of people in power then of course you are funded by pakistan or you're funded by china <laughs> or you're funded by the congress or you're funded by urban naxals etc etc the only problem in this theory is that um Congress is so good that it can control the narrative, but it could not get more than forty-five seats for itself in two consecutive elections. Right. But otherwise, Congress is very, very good in controlling the narrative. It seems. Right. I hope they don't break TVs while seeing your videos. <laughs> well, then they'll have to buy more Chinese TV because you can't buy a TV in <laughs> India that does not have Chinese components in them. I I tried to find out. <laughs> and i'm not being able to get an answer tell me one mobile phone and one television set that does not have chinese components in them and i'm not being able to get an answer right so i mean while choosing a content to you know show to the people what goes behind do you choose something which mainstream media fail to fail to you know i mean uh, show or do you choose something where mainstream media has totally misrepresented it or do i mean do you feel like saying it or what what goes behind that so you know unconsciously what happens is we are covering a lot of stuff that the mainstream media is completely not covering uh it's not like we see what mainstream media is doing and then cover what they are not covering it's like mainstream media is not covering anything worth it so when the stories that really matter to the nation and to the people and the big questions that need to be asked the burning questions that really need to be asked not to rahul gandhi and sonia gandhi but to you know the administration and the government so we land up asking that 
but it is not because the mainstream media is not asking it is because that is what common sense would dictate for us to ask and to ask people in power people who are responsible so we tend not to ask questions too much to nehru we tend to ask more questions to the present day government right okay so coming to the mainstream media i i think you also watched that video where times now prime time journalist used that whatsapp message to read yes. those 30 soldiers yeah names. i tweeted it last <laughs> night also yeah 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 i mean so fake news is something which we all are victims of right i mean it's not that young people are not victims of everybody if you make sure that uh, you know this doesn't you know come in your videos or something because that is really important to you know maintain that trust you built over the years right so uh, i don't know in in the time that i used to do journalism when i was a journalist doing something like this would have meant at least somebody losing their job um it would have meant the death of reputation of a journalist uh, try doing this trick in a foreign country and you would be sued uh for uh, spreading false information um you would have serious repercussions in terms of advertisers pulling out money uh from the show but in a, i you know unfortunately i belong to an age where journalism was about you know getting a piece of news then cross verifying it sourcing it but today it seems that basically journalism is whatsapp running on a television screen because if you can take a random whatsapp and such a big news with monumental consequences that 30 names have been released by china names also <laughs> by the way it's not a source based or a hint it's like a full fledged admission ha huh? india screwed us 30 people died here are the names of the 30 people and we are giving it to times now not to the government but we are giving it to times now so somebody with brains would have checked it ki let's hold on to it this is a whatsapp message what is the source what is the content where is it coming from but it doesn't seem to matter because you can put any bile on air it goes the next day in in this remarkable clip the news itself got debunked by navika kumar within 6 minutes saying that let's hold on to it because it may be a fake then why did you put it so well because they want they got the trp for the 6 minutes <laughs> right so uh, what kind of research goes into your videos so that you i mean you get your facts right so unfortunately for us it seems that uh, more than political satire we are we are the ones who are left doing research because certainly the news channels are not doing it uh so that is why our videos take a lot of time to make they take a lot of energy and effort to make is because every video has so many checks and balances that we go through checks double check where is the source of information coming from so political satire in today's day and age that is calling out fake news has the added responsibility of not getting the news itself wrong so we have to be extra careful because we know that if we make one mistake then people would tell us dekho dekho these they, they are the worst fake news peddlers and then somebody else's 50 fake news will not matter but one wrong news will matter so also you must understand there is a difference between uh incorrect news being flashed versus fake news an incorrect piece of news is a genuine error that has happened despite checks and balances while the issue of fake news that we are seeing is basically peddling a certain narrative peddling a certain agenda without any Uh, respect to facts and figures had times now made one such error in one year or six months it would have been okay but if you look back and see the kind of reports that have come in you know by by websites like alt news every other week they are making an error like this maybe it's deliberate who knows so we have to be very very careful we don't want to go that way 
right i mean coming coming to the finances i just have two questions the first thing is for something i mean for anyone to start something on their own money is very very important the first question is did you always know that crowdfunding is always going i mean going to work and my second question is that does crowdfunding you know create a conscious accountability factor so that you always get your things right okay so first things first i was never 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 <laughs> a believer in crowdfunding i was like what are <laughs> people don't pay which is sort of a fact also people don't pay um so when i started off i was like acha dekhte hain maybe we'll do a hybrid business maybe try to get some few sponsorships in maybe a little bit of crowdfunding uh and i sold my house uh and that gave me a runway of about 12 months 9 to 12 months uh so i had one year of uh, a time to experiment with this uh and um, within 8 months or so we had bare minimum money to run a team of two people so it we became sustainable not profitable but at least we were managing our expenses even now we don't like we are not rolling in money after 2 years but we have a team of 6 7 people right uh so and that is completely crowd funded once or twice aa jate bhule bisre some sponsors come in so we get a new computer out of that when a sponsor comes in uh we pay for our office rent so we create a buffer for our office rent stuff like that so it is not easy uh but for a small outfit that does very niche content it is possible the other question that you are asking about is responsibility wow from coming from television it is a different level altogether because when you have platforms like youtube and patreon and there are members these members have access to you they ask you questions they have a right to ask you questions so anything that you do wrong you can be walloped by them and many times i have been checked by them you know this was too gross why are you doing content like this do content this take this subject so i get a lot of guidance from within the community of members these are paying members they put their money where their mouth is these are not riff raff commenters right so uh, membership works in both ways you have to respect the members uh, you have to ensure that your content is crowd sourced to them also a lot of times we do interviews the questions come from the members not from me they feel very empowered wow we are getting to ask the politician the question akash isn't so that's good stuff so the rules are changing so yeah this is uh, for my personal thing for personal interest i love the birth energy episodes and all mm-hmm. so i just i'm just very curious to know that do real bucks watch those episodes <laughs> because you're mocking them literally there i think the real do you get messages really, or something yeah they have a real problem there ki how can they abuse bhag banerji you know so 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 you see characters are very important that's why and bhag banerji has come up i mean he is apparently searched as much as akash or a little more than akash banerji so bhag banerji is overtaking akash banerji in terms of popularity and we don't do much of him i mean i because you know i mean lot of people say that agar isko zyada expose karoge to ye to tumse aage hi nikal jayega and that could defeat the purpose actually because people love this sort of asinine commentary anyways so Yeah they 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 love Bhag Banerjee and Bhag Banerjee makes no sense and he's entertaining and the only thing that I think we can do in such a situation is well be entertained So I mean since I'm in an arts college or a university where politics is so much into our daily conversations and all mm-hmm. I mean we are politically conscious unknowingly because that is around us but if you see lot of if if i see my friends who are studying in different engineering colleges or whatever whatever mm-hmm. they're generally not politically conscious Yeah uh because they don't allow politics in their universities or what 
uh, anywhere yeah. but what i'm trying to ask is that does political satire is something which can solve this big problem because it is funny and educational at the same point so i think we have a lot of young audiences we have a lot of people who are not into hardcore politics but want to know what is going on but you are absolutely right and i think the nation will suffer because of this that we have stopped doing political activism political knowledge political elections in college campuses uh saying that they are disruptive in nature while of course everything is not perfect and everything will have some disruptive sense in it but the fact is that universities are meant for people to broaden their um, minds if you are not introducing politics in university then might as well call it a school plus call it a school plus or school extended or school plus 3 or 12 plus 2 plus 3 don't call it a university or a college because a college is where you become a man where you explore various aspects explore where you stand in the scheme of things and i think it is very very sad that in today's democracy it is being encouraged that to question is to question the nation uh, we've forgotten the division that the the government and the last time it happened was under indira gandhi and that did not end well for the nation questioning political leadership is not questioning the nation very simple even questioning the courts and the army is not questioning the nation we really need to have that questioning spirit uh we did an episode recently that what was the supreme court doing when the emergency was going on and even the supreme court has apologized for its role which in the events that led to the emergency that happened and uh, and that is that that is what happens when you don't question uh and that is why you see the press being you know subverted at this point of time it is very important for college students to understand what is going on because they will come out in this world it may not impact them in college but then they will at least be able to understand why are they not getting the jobs that they trained themselves for because if they don't know the politics behind it they will never ever get to know the the shape of the country and it's not about acha mera ho jayega main nikal jaunga i'll exit one has to at least be aware even if not participative but awareness is uh, non excusable right so yes that comes to a point seeing the arrest that happened recently which is very unfortunate and which is very threatening to the whole concept of democracy so have you ever faced these defamation suits or something or was your experience in your media helped you to escape from them um come again come come once again i didn't get your question exactly yeah i mean uh i mean i heard a lot of defamation cases against this independent media which is happening a lot right correct, correct. so did your experience in media helped you to play the game well so that you know you don't go under that mess and all yes yes so um, um this is a very standard ploy and it will and one is seeing only more and more of it being used every other day and uh, what we try to do is that uh, we only try to deal with uh, information that is reliable that is published uh, we in even in satire we don't go into the defamation mode we make our argument based on public facts so defamation is when you are making an unsubstantiated allegation and besmirching somebody's reputation so I'll, for example one of the things that we did was uh, on sabir patra's birthday we played 43 on his 43rd birthday we played 43 of his clips that he had spoken on television the kind of you know nonsense that goes on on tv now how can a person then go ahead and sue for defamation because these are your clips i have just compiled them together in 15 minutes uh so one has to look at you know these ways 
but yeah defamation firs sedition uh, very 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 real things these days yeah right so i mean clearly the opposition is very weak we all know that and mainstream media is not questioning so in future definitely there is going to be a demand for people who are going to question right in that case do you see political satire or independent media for that say with like going to emerge as a new dominant field no 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 i i have no i have no 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 uh, you know uh, uh, doubt or 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 false aspirations to this political satire always is on the fringe it is never the mainstream political satire is for people who first understand politics are okay to have fun with politics that constituency right. itself is not the majority constituency when we cracked a million on youtube when we cracked 2.5 million across all social media platforms we were selves a little surprised ki we even got to where we are at this point of time and that's because mainly nobody is talking so so there is of course a little lack of competition but to say that political satire will emerge as a genre or it will remove the 9 o'clock shouting matches no that's not going to happen people are still <laughs> going to watch that shit they are going to watch those shouting matches they are going to feed off you know sensationalist stories political satire will always be a commentary on what is going on whether be it media whether be it judiciary whether be it executive whether be it the society so imagine it more as an editorial and commentary page rather than the main first page that the news will always remain for good or for bad i don't know but that will remain with the news right okay so in this journey being in media then radio mirchi then establishing your own channel mm. uh, so what i mean there is that kind of relief right creative relief which you don't have in media per se so that did that relief helped you to become a better critic of things or i mean helped you to be become a better creative person somebody was asking a journalist friend of mine who's still into journalism was like acha akash you are doing this whole thing but do you do you do you miss journalism and then i looked back at him and said i am not even a journalist but i have i would have done more journalism in the last two years than i would have done in the 10 years that i was on television without wanting to do journalism i have done more journalism i have done more research i have done more impactful stories abhi recently as a matter of fact even on social impact we collected 30 lakh rupees for karwai mohabbat to get migrants back home as a journalist i would have never been able to do something like that so it is very liberating it is very freeing it is intense pressure it bogs you down running a small team with limited finances uh with youtube demonetizes our videos because their algorithms don't understand that this is political satire yeah so, i was just going to ask that <laughs> yeah so we we have to fight with youtube on a daily basis literally every video is manually then turned into green because we challenge them we say what is wrong in it because every topic to them is sensitive so the automated systems turn everything into yellow Uh, which is demonetized as in they don't earn money so we have huge cash flow issues uh, but the the freedom the liberation the creative independence is worth it right and yeah so this question i mean by seeing the incidents over time by the government nothing seems impossible no. so do you see censorship coming to online soon or what your what's your take on that actually it would have come in already uh, there was a draft that the government had tried to move that all the web content producers need to register with the government it is something that the government is actively uh, pursuing that uh, anybody who does news current affairs even people like us 
at least that is it was a little hazy there but news outlets for sure had to register right now i can open up a news channel on youtube without asking for any permission as long as if people are supporting me or i have very clear sources of funding i can open it up there is no one stopping me but the government wants to change that so rest assured that after print after television the crack the the, the crackdown will happen on digital it's a question of when when the government gets a little bit of time from caa when the government gets a little time from demonetization and gst when the government gets a little time from you know taking over other states and and maybe dealing with covid this will happen because this is the last remaining bastion of free speech in india right i mean by seeing all of this you know i mean it seems very scary where do you find hope because you are actively trying to you know change things for better i mean for the for a better world but when you know things things are going to be gloomy bad where do you find hope and move forward i'll be very honest with you i do not see myself as changing anything because the minute you start thinking that you have the responsibility of changing something a you put yourself on a pedestal b you become very idealistic right. i have a very simple point of view when i see media today when i see a sudhir choudhary telling the nation that do not worry chinese forces will run away in battle because they are the only sons of their parents and that is why they have been mollycoddled and brought up in a very sensitive environment they will leave the battlefield this happened before they killed 20 of ours uh when yeah. you have him telling about gps chips when you have arnab night after night doing the same show people still watching it and making it number one i don't have a problem with what arnab and sudhir do i have a problem with the fact that they are number one and Uh, the rating system maybe may maybe problematic but people watch there's no doubt about it so i know that this is what people are consuming this is what people are you know from your whatsapp groups and your relatives also how much the influence is no it's not like they are laughing at arnab and sudhir they are following all of this they agreed that yes and that's why we have so many fights with our relatives with our friends over politics these days so i am not ch- trying mm-hmm. to change anything i am only having a conversation with people who like satire who would like a different counter point of view and that's always going to be less but maybe along the way some people say hi yaar the facts that he is talking about do make sense but please understand is most of the people who don't listen to facts are the people who are supporting folks for another reason there is a deeper bigotry there is a big deeper hate in them and facts changing here and there and akash banerji coming out with a video is not going to change their support of their mind they are gone they are full on supporting because of their deeper bigotry and hatred so i don't try to change them yeah maybe we cannot change them <laughs> no we cannot but but having said that there is a huge population who are still open to the thought process whose minds are open who are willing to debate who are willing to discuss who haven't taken a stand who are not blind we need to engage with them and i spend i would rather spend my time with them right okay so this is my last question what are the plans for this bhakt in coming year i hope everything will be fine <laughs> so do you want to venture into other platforms or something so um i i i don't know uh, if you know this vinod dua right vinod dua famous journalist yeah i heard it um was also was a student from across the road for you by the way okay so he was yeah. going to college 
uh, but that doesn't change the fact is you were also there. <laughs> I, I was also yes. I have a unique history, and folks in St Stephen's College who are listening should know this: that I am something that in olden days in St Stephen's College is known as a Chavani Stephenian, who did his graduation from Hindu <laughs> and masters from St Stephen's College. I was in Rudd South, as a matter of fact, Q8, which is now a girls' block. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Dr. Bicker was my uh, block tutor. So, um, oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, um, there was an FIR against Vinod Dua recently. Uh, Vinod Dua happens to be the most decent, most most quiet, most apolitical journalist that they can be. So, if you if there can be an FIR against him for just critique, not anything, not inflammatory or not burning down anything, just for critique of the government. So. i can't tell you the next year's plan uh, for that same reason is that anything can happen anything can happen so it depends on how much the people are willing to get up and say that listen it's okay that you're in power but we want to listen to a little bit of critique also because vote is equal to is not equal to blind support vote is equal to that we think that you can govern but we will ask you questions over the next 5 years i think somewhere down the line we have forgotten that right uh, thank you so much it was lovely talking to you My i pleasure. hope you enjoyed it